Lake Effect continues on Milwaukee Public Radio. I'm Mitch Tyke. And I'm Bonnie North. It's listener suggestions that inspire the features that make up our weekly Bubbler Talk segment. But Bubbler Talk itself was the inspiration for a student project that played out earlier this year in the community of Slinger. Slinger Middle School English Language Arts teacher Paul Walter runs an author's camp each summer in the district with nearly two dozen participants from grades 6 through 12. Their project this summer, create Bubbler Talk-style features about the lesser-known history of notable places in the Slinger area. The pieces themselves came together in the weeks after the camp ended. Ended. We were joined in the studio not long ago by Paul Walter, along with a couple of students, including Walter's own daughter, 7th grader Abby Walter, and Slinger High School junior Rachel Mull. Welcome to all of you. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Paul, give us some history on this project. This is not the first sort of unconventional reporting work uh, that you've worked on sure. with your Authors Camp students, right? Yeah. So we've been doing Authors Camp for, I think, six years now. And uh, every year at the end of camp, we like to have a writer's marathon where we go around and uh, write in a variety of different locations, have some different prompts to write to. So we started out going to Pike Lake State Park. We ended up going to the um, Museum of Wisconsin Art. Um, and we really liked those um, those marathons, but it seemed like that was just we went for the sake of having some place to go on. It wasn't really a way to bring the camp together and culminate. So the last couple of years, we've been trying to do things around the community. Um, I think it was three years ago that we got in contact with uh, the people who do uh, urban spelunking um, through on Milwaukee.com. This would be Bobby Tanzil. Yep, Bobby yep. Tanzil, yep. And so we did uh, what we called suburban spelunking, where we <laughs> went uh, into some places around Slinger. Uh, we went to the Slinger House, which was an old... Um, tavern meeting place um, where a lot of farmers would gather together. We went to a garage um, where they, uh, the gentleman worked on Model T cars uh, a long time ago. And then, um, and so we went around to some different places and recorded uh, or uh, wrote those stories. The kids wrote those stories. And then last year, we tried to do a Humans of New York um, type thing where we went actually down to Cedarburg and we called it Humans by the River. And uh, we tried to interview people that were going up and down the river. Abby ran into her old uh, kindergarten teacher buying some huh. wine. That was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so we uh, we made uh, kind of an online uh, storehouse for all those pieces that we did. And this year we were, you know, thinking about something to do. And I'm a big listener um, of the program of 89.7 and um, NPR in general. But those bubbler talk segments just seemed like they would really be ripe for us to do some community reporting as well. So before we even get into how you did that this year, what's the ultimate objective of of this author's camp? And, you know, what do you what do you hope that the students who come through it walk out with? Sure. So our slogan is write what you love. Um, and we have kids that are really into writing science fiction, some that are writing uh, into writing memoir, poetry. And so at the uh, one of our big goals is to get the kids published, to find uh, places outside of the classroom walls where we can get publication. And we've done that through the Scholastic Art and Writing Contest. We've done it through uh, Wisconsin Outdoor News Contest, through uh, Milwaukee Public Museum Poetry Contest. And so we just wanted to show the kids that there's reason for writing outside of what we do in the classroom, which is great, but sometimes a little bit. We have to adhere to standards and we have to adhere to curriculum. What we do at camp is beyond that. Um, as a teacher, it's super refreshing because these kids come in, they want to write, they, you give them a prompt, they go write for an hour, and you almost have to come corral them back again because they just want to keep on writing. Um, and, and as far as the community connections, um, I've been doing some work with Nate Grimm, who's a sociology teacher at the high school, and he's really helped me to make some community connections and realize just how important it is as writers 
um, to to connect to the community that we have around us and the rich, rich history of, of Slinger and the surrounding area. Let me let me bring Abby and Rachel into the conversation because you know not every not every school student is into writing in their spare time i mean there there are some students that go through school and hope that that is the last time they ever have to write anything in their lives what is it that appeals to you why you know uh why why did you want to get involved in this both of my parents teach like reading and <laughs> english and all that kind of stuff and i've just always really liked it when i was little i would just like grab my notebook and start writing poems and so when I like when he would have writers camp and he would come home and I would just be like, oh, my gosh, I want to be there. Why am I only in third grade? <laughs> so really, even even if even if it weren't your dad that was running this, uh, you would be all over the idea. Oh, of writers yeah. Camp. What about you? Um, well, when I was young, I was always a really avid reader. I would love to read. I would read on my own. My mom would meet, read to me when I was really little. And I really just started getting an extensive vocabulary, and I never really had thought of writing until I got into sixth grade when my English teacher, I had written a piece for her, and she suggested, man, this is really good. You should look into this author's camp. And I'm like, huh, I've never really thought about trying writing before, but then I soon found that I really (laughs) enjoyed doing it. So you ended up tackling three subjects uh, in this bubbler talk form. Um, Let me ask you to talk all of you in some way, about how you zeroed in on these three particular subjects. Well, we wanted to make sure that um, to kind of keep with the bubbler talk idea, we didn't want to do anything um, real heavy. We wanted to think about uh, something that really was a a community interest piece, kind of a human interest story. And we know that we have these great places in Slinger uh, that people know about, but maybe they don't really know about. They don't really know the history of the racetrack or the uh, Jim's Place for ice cream or... um, or the ski hill that we went to. And so we thought that would be a great place to start and connect to some things that we always are around, um, but don't really get to see the behind the scenes all that often. Well, so then let me ask our two radio producers here, uh, how did you plan these stories out? What, what kind of the, what was the process like? Well, we would listen to like the bubbler talk pieces and then we kind of got into like these smaller groups of like us who really wanted to like go a little farther with it, maybe take it a little bit, spend a little bit more of our own time on it. And so we just kind of tried to figure out, you know, where does this transition go? How do we lead into this piece? And we were just having a lot of fun doing it. So. And even asking the, or you guys were the, the ones that came up with the interview questions. Yeah. For the ski hill, the group I was in, there were like four of us. And so we just kind of went and talked to the guy, and we found out some, like, really interesting stuff. After hearing of all the different events held at Little Switz in the off-season, we learned more about the hills themselves and if the myths surrounding the names were true. Turns out they were, and Jane Steele was named for one of the founders of the ski hill. Jane herself now resides in a house overlooking her very own hill. Jane Steele is for the original, one of the original owners, Jane Hurdy. And it's out of respect to her because she's still here. She lives in the house right here um, and looks out on the hill and was a key part of bringing it back and, and, and revitalizing Little Switzerland. Anything you remember, especially from either the ski hill or, or the other two stories? Um, what I remember from the Speedway, because we all ended up getting a tour, they ended up giving it a tour. It was really kind of interesting just learning about like the entire history of like what happened, how like how it started out. And I was learning about like events that 
I lived in Slinger and I never really knew about. So it was really just kind of a cool thing to be able to learn all that history. Well, and then you, I know in one of the transitions you wanted to use the word pandemonium. Do you remember what uh, what event was that you that, <laughs> that led was, you to the pandemonium? Uh, that was for the Slamfest gauntlet race. <laughs> uh, the, the guy, Jim Zerke, who you interviewed, he was obviously really passionate about the idea of crashing into school buses and trying to knock them over. So. A popular part of Slamfest is the gauntlet race. Jim spoke lightheartedly about the pandemonium associated with this event. My favorite is the gauntlet race, and that's what I've raced or a small school bus, and then you have these guys whose job it is by whatever means necessary stop that school bus from making six laps. So you're pounding into it, and ah, it's it's so much fun. Tip it over, spin it out, crash it. School kids. Well, so let me ask you this, because uh, Paul, because uh, I gather you were the the kind of the person behind actually editing the audio together. Mm-hmm. Those of us who are professionals in the business, it can be a taxing job for us. What was it like for you? Because this is not something that you do every day. Right. And I figured that it would be something that I could easily figure out. I'll download <laughs> an app. I'll just splice the audio together. But we, what was nice is that we had um, all of the campers asking the questions. They wrote the questions. They selected which questions we should go with. They asked them. But that meant that I had audio from four or five different people from each piece. I had audio from our interview subject. And just the idea of actually breaking down those audio segments since I had one long 10-minute recording from each place. Um, it was definitely a lot of splicing and then removing little ums and ands and hiccups and things like that along the way. Um, so yeah, it was a much more tedious process than I thought it was. But uh, now I know how to do it, so I plan to record myself all the time and just no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the hardest part of this for both of you? Um, for me, it was actually just doing the interview, and it was kind of like just a little bit nerve-wracking, like trying to, we had it all planned out, but then I'm like, you know, this person, you know, we need to get some good questions. They have a lot to say, and we, it was kind of hard to figure out how to get them to say everything that we kind of, that they needed to get out through our questions. We decided to take an adventure and interview Mark Coulomb, who currently owns Jim's Place with his wife, and ask him about the diner we all know and love. Well, our big seller is we, we very, very rarely advertise. We've been here for almost 43 years. Just a family atmosphere here, so... You know, we want kids coming from... I right. You have to you have to be able to research enough to know what they're going to talk about. But then the question is, how do you get them to tell those yeah. stories? Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, I guess really the hardest part for me was just getting the audio to work for me. <laughs> but um, after then writing the transitions, it wasn't too hard. It was just more of figuring out like like word placement, how to make this sound very professional and very good. So... At the end of the process, uh, what do you think when you listen to what's uh, what's come together? I just was really kind of excited about this whole idea, and I'm like, this kind of, this sounds like what I hear on the radio, and I was just kind of really thrilled about that. Mm, I think it just came together so well. Like, everyone worked really hard on it, and I think overall the piece, while I was a little, little hesitant at first, I'm like, how is this going to work? In the end, I think the product that we all made was very good, and I think it's just, yeah. <laughs> Are you all hoping yeah. to do radio pieces again sometime down the road? I think it'd be really cool to do that, yeah. Yeah, like, it was a really cool process, and it's like, now we know how to do it and everything, and 
if I can ever find another opportunity that I'm going to need to do it, I would just jump right on it. Yeah. How cool. Well, thanks to all three of you. Congratulations. And uh, I hope we'll talk again. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank we you. appreciate it. Abby Walter is a 7th grader at Slinger Middle School, and Rachel Mull is a junior at Slinger High School. They were both part of the Slinger Authors Camp over the summer, which was co-organized by middle school English language arts teacher Paul Walter. Thank you.